Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. 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 Okay. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Charles Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat, and I'm Shadi at Black Girls Texting. Hello, hi. Okay, guys. So this week, I wanted to talk to you all about like, you know, we're in quarantine. We've been watching way more TV than normal. And there's this one show that everyone was talking about a few weeks ago, and we never really got to dig into it. Um, so I want to talk about Black as Fuck. Did you guys watch that? Black AF. Sure did. I watched it with my parents, and they were like, what's AF? It was so funny. <laughs> oh, my, God, my parents hated it. <gasps> oh, we we're going to get into Ooh, that. I want to hear it all. Okay, because I was like, you know, on Twitter, it was getting like, so much like backlash, but all of us overall liked it, right? I was into it. This is an us three, yes, yes. Okay. Well, we'll have to think about the other people's perspectives. So, anyways, I want to start mm-hmm, off with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with Red or Reply. And the first Red or Reply is bringing everything back to slavery. Oh. Hmm. Oh. I'm leaving that one on. Red. Mm. I, I'm making that one in red. I will reply. The reasons why I can see like why a reply could be warranted is because I do think a lot of things are connected to slavery, are connected to the way that Black Americans, like the way that we deal with being American, which is linked to slavery. And that has definitely fucked us up in a lot of ways. But in terms of a device, the device that is used in the show, I don't like it all coming back to that. Sometimes it feels like a trope. Mm. And if you're not aware, if you haven't seen the show, when you start watching, notice the titles. Every single title of every single episode is like something about slavery, because of slavery, because of slavery too, all because of slavery, yup again, because of slavery. Those are all titles. Um, Shade, what do you think? I'm going to reply and I'm going to quickly reply to Glenn as well. I feel like it's not tropish. It's like satirical in the show. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's in the same way that I'm always like, oh, the capitalism. Like I'm not dead ass, but I kind of am dead ass. Like it's true, but you almost have to like laugh at it and like poke fun at it to not always be tight. No, I get that. You know, maybe trope is the wrong word, my Maybe the word I mean is a cliche. Mm. I think it's kind of a cliche. But Especially like, I feel like those are synonyms. Me. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> sure. So then I, I, I so said, said what I said. You said. So I said funny. what I said. <laughs> I it was said mad funny seeing your faces. Like, <laughs> I, I think everything like literally does tie back to slavery, though. Like this country wouldn't exist, especially in America. Like everything goes back to slavery. Sure does. It, it does. Every Especially for black people. Single thing. It's unfortunate, but it's true because that 
sums up all of our issues. Like it's all stemmed from slavery. And if you want to be technical, you can go like slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, segregation, whatever. Like we could go through the levels, but it all started from slavery and colonization. Mm -hmm. Don't get me fucking started. (laughs) It's like these systems that like just exist to like keep certain groups down. So like, I get it. I get how it's like, uh, I roll for white people, but I get it. I know we're probably going to talk about this, but I think that like, maybe I should wait. But No, go into it. Let it flow naturally. There's one, you know, there's this consistent theme of like, Kenya Barris, the main, you know, he's playing himself on the show. He's the writer, director, creator of Blackish, and this whole idea of because of slavery and these ways that he tries to like understand blackness in the context of his of black history um, that he does throughout all of his shows. Sometimes, like I feel like okay, so his main character wears this big gold chain, and he tries to justify it in the like we came from a culture that wore, we were, we were royalty. Like we wore, we wore gold and, you know. Is that what he said? He was like, we, we were wearing shackles when we were slaves. So how can you not understand that we would want to wear gold chains now? I just find that to be like a little cliche. I I thought he said. All the fucking time. Like I don't discredit it, but I'm just kind of tired of hearing it. Hmm. I'm tired of it. It's it's just like not um it's not refreshing, and I did say that I like okay, the show Tom. and I do like the show, but I, I don't think that it's refreshing. And I think that like the more we keep having these same conversations over and over, they're they're not progressive. Yeah, but I feel like it's important to have these different types of shows. And while he does kind of do these similar themes of showing history and like interweaving it into the different plots, I think it's like important for people because like we're very you know, educated and, and I even learn things. So I can't even say like, oh, I knew everything, but I think it's a great opportunity, not just for, you know, educating non-Black people, but I think it's great for us to even like understand like some of our own history. I, I liked a lot of the way he did it actually in Black AF more than I liked it in Blackish. Yeah, I agree. I feel like pushing it like in that very specific way, like, hey, I'm actually going to link exactly what we've been joking about all episode to slavery is like so smart and it's like woven in so it doesn't feel like you're being berated but you do learn things i'd say okay i mean i do think it's done better in black af and perhaps it's because and we can get into this later but like this entire black af reminds me of my first draft of my memoir that i got fucking slaughtered for and when i read back on it i'm like this is embarrassing it's like Literally, I wrote the same things. There's there's lines in Black AF that I've literally written in my own essays that Wait, when I do read you have back like a on, specific I, example? I find they're unnecessary. They're just fucking cliches. Like I, I wrote about, and partially I think the issue for me was I was writing about experiences that were not necessarily mine, but that I felt that I had to write about, which I think is one of the extreme tensions of Black AF and which is why I really liked it. But like talking about like why we need to go shopping, why we want to pop tags, why we want to wear brands. That's not even really my reality, but I felt for some reason that I had to like explain that or to like dissect that or to 
talk about that where, whereas like I shouldn't have to. And I, and again, that is a part of the tension of the show, but I just would have felt it would have been more refreshing if that wasn't the content. But I guess that is Kenya's story. At the end of the day, that's why I fuck with the show because it's his own truth. And I think we should allow people to tell their own stories. So is this specific to like... If I'm I'm bored of them. Sorry to cut you off. Is this specific to an aspect of like flamboyance or just... Yeah. Um, Okay. I feel like that that was an ongoing theme and conversation. It was like, why do I feel the need to flex? Because of slavery. Like, I feel, how long are we going to talk, talk about that? That's in literally every song ever. We wear chains because our ancestors were, were kings and queens. But that's not all he said, though. He talked about, like, the cultural, cultural significance of, like, going to church and wearing your Sunday best oh, that was and the pride that you feel. I think the it was, peacocking. like, a lot... It, it was a lot more than we normally get, which is which is what I like about the show is that it kind of it it you know talks about the tropes and the cliches, but it kind of goes deeper. Um, and I think that's good for the audience to just learn. I but agree. it's funny. It's funny that you were starting to talk about like how much they talk about showing off your wealth because that was my next red reply. What do you feel about when people like you know peacock? Read or reply? Mm. I'm replying. I'm a peacocking ass bitch. <laughs> Why are you peacocking? No, I agree. I, I'm replying. Oh, just because like, I'm, I'm, I'm extra. I love, like, I love a nice flex. I love, I mean, okay, some of the outfits that he was wearing, I would never be caught dead in in my life. But like. Tragic. I girl, loved his outfits. Your girl loves a Gucci sock. She loves a little, like. Is it because? Because of slavery? I don't know if it's because of slavery, but I think that there's definitely some some aspects in it. Right. To me, (laughs) like initially, but I think think there's some aspects of it that if I dug deeper, I'd be like, ah, like I was just talking to my dad the other day and he was like, I wanted a Porsche my whole life. There were moments in my life where I was like, I'm going to just steal one. I'm going to just steal one. And like literally like steal someone's Porsche. And I was like, why? Why did you want it so badly? And and he's like, because my dad always had cars. We always had nice cars. Like cars were just such a big part of my life. My grandfather had no fucking money. Like this was, I mean, they had money, but he was like a truck driver. And like, that's what he worked for, for like nice right. Cadillacs. Why? Like, what was that about? Probably I think it is linked to slavery. slavery. I think if you go back far enough, it's linked to slavery. We weren't allowed to have shit. So now yeah. when you can, like you want to have your shit. But I think like the conversation that they have in the show is really interesting because you see him kind of like dealing with this balancing act of like, okay, I have money. Like I want to be able to, you know, sh- show that I'm a successful person, but like, I don't want to be a coon. Mm-hmm. And it's like a tough that balance. A, again, tension. One other thing I want to say, sorry, really quickly, is I think there's something also about it that like is like a status showing thing. Mm -hmm. Like when you can walk into a room and your appearance just speaks for itself, which I guess kind of goes back to that whole like Sunday best thing. And it's like whether you have on something with tons of logos or you're like doing a subtle flex in a bag that like if you know, you fucking know. But I think it's something about... Black people 
having a, a tendency of a need to feel like they belong in the room. And a lot of times the only way to differentiate yourself from some other Black person who may not be of your status is through your clothing. Because what else do you have? Like if you're white, you could just walk into a room and you could be the poorest person there and no one would know because you're white. Mm-hmm. If you're Black, someone's assuming he's staff, he's an assistant, he's a blah, 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 blah. So you have to walk in with the fucking Gucci this, Hermes bag, da, 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 da. So people know what's up because. Yeah. That. I mean, that's a, that's a worthiness and value thing, I guess. It's just very interesting because when I think about even how I was raised, that actually is like so far from my experience. And I come from a family that was definitely big on like, let's build wealth. And I think about it in retrospect now, like my mom had, has all of this, like she puts all this stock in like generational wealth and ownership and real estate and family business and stuff. But all our money is in bricks, tangible wealth, not material things. So mm. it, literally I can't relate. That's Cannot such relate an interesting concept. All. That's so interesting. Never heard of it. Never in my life have my parents ever said they wanted to have something ostentatious. Yeah, I also think, I mean, that's interesting what you're saying, but I think another layer to it is like the new money conversation versus like wealth. And um, Kenya Bears actually has been quoted as saying, you know, something along the lines of, um, I'm like a first generation, you know, wealthy person. So I'm learning how to even have money. Like I'm learning how to be financially literate. I'm learning how to be a person who's handling all this money. You know, he wasn't taught. So I think that's also another layer to it. Um, black people floss in when they get a little coin. Totally. And probably his, his kids might feel differently. I mean, you didn't see that in, I forgot the, his daughter's character. Drea. Who's like Drea, who's like kind of running the production of this show. And she's like, this is over the top. Like, I don't need all this extra shit to make this documentary about my family. Like, perhaps it, it like, dissipates over generations. Yeah. Um, okay. Doing Molly as a parent. This was episode two, and I love this episode. Are you guys putting on red or reply? Replying. I was like, that's literally me as a mom. That I'm going to so be at fun. the concert, like hiding from my kids, like going ham. I'm dead. I can totally see that. Um, I'm replying. That sounds, that sounds like fun, but got to have the nanny on deck for when I feel like shit for a week. <laughs> um, okay. What about kept black women? Ooh. Reply. Me too. Reply. Then, yeah, I reply. I reply. Why was Although, there a pause? Because <laughs> I was reading something <clears throat> earlier that was saying that we don't get to see, because this is also like a big issue that people that take issue with the show have, is that we don't get to see dark-skinned women being kept. And like, why is this light-skinned woman being the kept Black, not even light-skinned, biracial woman? being the kept black woman and and then we do see depictions of kept black women who are not who don't look like Rashida Jones what is the sort of what's the tone like it's like real housewives of Atlanta type shit or it's like super although 
she is very materialistic. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought I thought she was funny as fuck, by the way, for the record. But uh, I loved her as Rashida, but people have been dragging her, saying it's not realistic. That's not her personality. She can't be representative of Black women. Like She's an actress. How is she even Black? I'm like, y'all forgot her sister was dating Tupac. I was like that her father is Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. So that's a black man. (laughs) The blackest man. He's definitely black. Also, I think that she was an amazing mom for all the kind of shit that she did and like how much they slandered each other for being bad parents. They're both kind of a good mom. But she did what she she came through. Her parents, her her kids trusted her and talked to her about everything. And she remembered their shit and she showed up for them. Right. And went above and beyond the popsicles at the game, the little I know, that was so gift cute. bags, the donut party. Like she's definitely a good mom. She's just a very expensive mom because she's yeah. spending a lot of money in order On to take things. care of those kids. And she sacrificed a lot to 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 do that. Like, and I think that's a lot of the issue. Like the the push and pull of, of it is like she's like I had a life before this shit. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was the breadwinner. Exactly. That was cool to find out. Okay, and last but not least, write a reply, the friend you come up with who's kind of riding your coattail but also keeping you focused and grounded. <laughs> well, I, I, be I, be tell- I be telling Glenn all the time, can you write this fucking book? <laughs> so I could... Chill? Yeah, but you're not a scrub, son. Yeah, but like, I just want to be like, that's my friend. She wrote a book and now <laughs> I just do her PR. <laughs> No. I'm here you for gotta it. write I'm a lot of books I'm here for it yeah <laughs> I'm definitely here for it but it's just um they can't be shady okay and shifty because that'd be happening yeah I'm here for it but like I don't know if I could handle a friend like Broadway he does annoying as hell but you know what you gonna do but anyways if you haven't seen the show uh, Black as Fuck is basically, it's like this, the daughter, Drea, and she's applying to go to NYU's film program and her dad like gets her an entire film crew, the same crew that actually shot The Revenant, which is funny. Like I thought all the little stupid jokes were so funny. You just had to know. Exactly. Yeah, I thought it was funny too. Like that My was funny. My parents thought it was not funny at all. And I was like, oh, y'all are not. Are y'all not smart? Like, not, <laughs> not, you're, not you're like, smart. Not smart. It's, but I see you what gotta you mean. You got to be paying attention. Like and it's you a have nuanced to know kind culture. of humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, the show has been compared to like Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, the character on that show, um, Larry David, he created Seinfeld. Similar to this, Kenya Barris made Blackish. Um, and you're following his like grumpy life. Um, so he has six kids, biracial mom, and he just got a hundred million dollar deal with Netflix. So is thrusted into this like super wealth. Um, and people were complaining about this shit on Twitter. They were saying that this kind of show is not representative of blackness and it's not realistic. What do you say That's to that crazy. criticism? <laughs> Gail, Chelsea Rojas. <laughs> oh no, I forgot. We don't. We're, we're yeah, not Gail. Gail. You so, stick to yeah. yeah. Um, what do you say to that? What say I think you? That's like 
that's unfortunate, to be honest. I don't even want to come for those people because to everything we just said, you kind of have to be like a little hip, a little like, I feel like I had this conversation with y'all already. It's almost like you have to be like a clatchet black. Like you have to like be, you know, a little, and I don't want to say like class or classy as though you have to have money, but like you have to be kind of in a different type of the no, like exposed to some different things. Like the fact that we can compare it to Curb. I think a lot of people watch Curb and I don't think that it's strictly a white show, but people would say that it is whiter than what maybe your average black person may watch. I don't know. These are very much generalizations and stereotypes, but like the fact that you could even say like, oh, it's like a Curb. It's like a, a Larry David, like the type of black person that watches Curb Your Enthusiasm, but also can recite act up like you got to be like right (laughs) in the middle to kind of get it or else like all the like hood ass references are going to go over your head like if you're od like vineyard you might not even get it Mm -hmm. yeah well i think that that is actually the the like that is the struggle of the show it's like how do you occupy that middle space and how do you like not feel like a fraud because you know those references Mm -hmm. and why do you have to feel like you're fraud because you you know those references and like why is that why is you knowing those references not considered black af and i think that the title itself is why i just think it's so hard to say something is is black af which is why it's like kind of troublesome people are saying like this is not you know, representative of blackness, because what does it mean to be representative of blackness? Like we want to get to a space where, where we are multifaceted, where this type of narrative has space in the conversation alongside a lot of other types of narratives. Yeah. I also thought it was very refreshing to see like these very wealthy people that were still black, quote unquote. I think oftentimes when we see very wealthy people on television, they somehow are just like, almost like white people with brown skin. Like, and I don't want to use the term acting white, but what I mean is these characters are super rich, but they're still very much in tune with their blackness. Like they talk about it. They know they're black. They're not like, I don't know. I'm thinking about like the black girl in Clueless, like, or like even in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Carlton and Hillary, like that sort of, these kids seem to be like rich and still black. And I thought that was cool because I had never seen that on television before. But you're saying the black kids in Clueless were rich and still, and, and were still black? No, the black kids in Black AF. Oh, I think the black kids in Black and in, in Clueless were black, actually. I'm like... Not the boys, I meant the girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the boy yeah. was was about that life. Yeah, the boy was. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever that even means, right? And like that's yeah, again yeah. the kind of like debate. Mm-hmm. But damn, the more I talk about the show, because I've been thinking about it so much more and like rewatching it, mm-hmm. like I do see flaws in it. And I wonder in part, and again, the things that I watch in it that make me like cringe and shit are me like literally. It, it is such a, I feel like I see myself on screen in so many ways in this. And it's like, oh, cringe. Like the, the barbecue more. episode, the barbecue episode where he invites his whole family and like, like Joya is like, invite your family for the barbecue. 
because we know your family is the black side <laughs> to me it was sort of like Kenya Barris the actual writer director is trying to show us that he is black because he has like these this family from California I think he's from Compton or Inglewood or something that's showing up he got the cousin is telling him how he's a crip and he got a crip story and blah 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 blah, blah. and they're this and they're that and they're this so you didn't see him as black before that yeah, I mean, I see people as Black who are Black, right? But right. I feel like that particular episode was some, something to be like, a, a, let me prove this to you, kind of. Oh, I didn't I feel that way. watching it. That episode, like, really made me feel like, hmm, what are you trying to say? Like, we're going to have a cookout, and I'm going to invite my Black family. And I felt like it was like... But we can say that amongst each other. Trying to show the audience something. I feel hmm? like we say that amongst each other. Like, I can say to y'all... Am I going to say it in front of a white person? No, I know this is a podcast, so they may hear it, but I'll say it to you all and be like, my, gut, my ghetto cousin, you have that. You have those, mm-hmm. you have those no. relationships. And it's not a matter of like proving that I'm black. It's like, that's what happens sometimes in a family. I totally agree. But I feel like the, the point, like the, the fact that it was written into the script was to be like, look, I have a ghetto cousin. Like, I feel like that was all kind of intentional. Like, I feel, because the same kind of like, inner turmoil that Kenya Barris, the character in the show is having is the same kind of turmoil that Kenya Barris, the writer, director on the other side of the screen is having. Mm-hmm. And I think by like writing that into the show, that was also kind of like a, look, I'm black kind of thing. That's well, how I like, Oh, I just thought it was like, look, this is my life. That's and like so many of us have this experience. But this brings me to my next point. People are... Should people even be criticizing this show? Should Black people be on Twitter criticizing a Black show? Um, they kind of touch on this in, an, in the cookout ex- episode, actually, where they're critiquing um, that imaginary director's work. Should we be doing that in a public way? Yeah, I think we should. But I think that with all criticism, people need to, like, one, keep the same energy, because I feel like Chelsea, you say this a lot, like black stuff tends to get like so heavily criticized from like both sides of the spectrum. But then also, I wish it was more of like a dialogue than a criticism. Like I wish Mm -hmm. people took more time to like develop their thoughts, Mm -hmm. like write a thesis, write Mm -hmm. it down, get your evidence, cite citations, like because people just be popping off with the 150 characters and it's like, what? What are you even talking about? Did you even see this? Did you, do you even know that his family is actually a, a, a mixed race family, that his wife is biracial, therefore his children are mixed? And this is like his true story. It's not just like he was like, yep, I'm picking the white wife and all the kids have to have curly hair because right. that's just what I want. It's like, no, that is like, his it's kids his actually look like some of them. <laughs> yeah, it's his family. Like Izzy. Those it's, are actually his kids. The, like a lot of those people casted in the show are his real children. And I feel like he, or I feel like on Twitter, Twitter can be just like a, a, just a cesspool sometimes because you'll have people on Twitter like, oh, it's not even shot well. I saw cameras. It's like, it's supposed to be a documentary, like showing us that she's filming a documentary about her family. Like you obviously did not even give it a shot. And I feel like, you know, we can also have discussions like 
we can talk it out, but for some reason it gets so emotional when it comes to black art, whether it's an yeah. album or like a, a film or a show, it just gets so emotional. And it's like, we don't need to argue. We can just discuss. Facts. I mean, we talked about this a little bit on our episode with Lena Waite, but like the title itself being black AF, it, it, it announces a lot. So if you're going to claim something as black AF, People about to pull up and be like, so what you about to say about us? Because you're, you're making this seem like this applies to all of us. And if I'm not going to see myself here, then I have an issue with it. But I think actually the title itself being Black AF is also a satire because what the fuck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And to go back to what y'all both were saying, like, I think it's important. And we kind of just touched on, touched on this a little bit earlier. Like, in order for something to be Black AF, it needs to be all of our voices can be in the room and collectively that is a black AF story. Mm-hmm. So there should be room for Kenya Barris and his own neuroses and his blackness and Lena Waite's blackness and Issa Rae's blackness. All of these types of blackness are black AF together. Mm-hmm. Um, but people just want it to, I don't even know, like even the three of us in this room, if somebody said something was black AF and we all sat down to look at it, the thing that we will be looking for to, to identify with would be different. Like we mm-hmm. all don't identify blackness in the same way. I don't even know, like what is something that's inherently black? Slavery. Actually, can and we answer that? Slavery back to every single conversation. Shut it, not so I would argue, I would argue that the show is black AF. <laughs> like, I think he goes out of his way to, obviously it's one experience. It's one version of black AF, but the show is black. Every single thread of every single conversation is about being black the whole show so like for people to say it's not black as fuck i don't get that i don't know if they're like only satisfied with one you know depiction of a black family but that's not black af you know that sort of thinking it also Um, comes back to oh sorry i was just gonna say it also comes back to we have this conversation all the time if we ever talk about blackness Unfortunately, there's still this weird line between like blackness and like race, whatever, and class. Mm-hmm. And those clash so much for us because we have to pick how we are going to be within like a class rank. Oh, sorry. And so it's like, because I was just throwing this around in my mind like, well, how would this look depicted as like a Middle class version, or like a blackish, or yeah, I was about to right. say blackish, or, yeah. or like a lower. I don't want to say lower class, but like a middle class. lower income version, blue collar blue oh. version. Thank you. Yes, because I started thinking of like blue collar white shows, like Ten, the fucking the Bundys, married um, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I started thinking about those type of shows, those white shows, where Roseanne. I'm like. It literally all just started coming to my mind. What are white shows where they show like different levels of of, of class? But like, and they're never a question. You never say, "Oh, never. That Gossip Girl's not white," or you don't say Roseanne's not exactly, white. exactly. We're just so tough on ourselves. And I actually found a tweet that I thought was kind of interesting. We've kind of already said it, but this guy tweeted, "Can I say it? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think some black people don't like black as fuck." Because it shows a Black family in a position of financial abundance, a reality that's hard for some of y'all to grasp. I, feel, I felt like that was what I was feeling. Like, what makes it so unrealistic? Like, can a Black family not be on a private jet? 
Is that so outrageous? Yeah, it's happening. I think it's important that we can see that. And I think that it's realistic that a Black family that is experiencing that kind of wealth would have those same kinds of like, you know, moral crises and shit. But I do think that like people aren't asking is, is Gossip Girl white, is Roseanne white? Because for so long that was the quote unquote norm. So nobody's asking that question. Like, what does it mean to be white? Like people don't know how to define whiteness. Really. I think they're also just allowed to have a lot more versions of representation. And we are kind of, we put ourselves in a box. We put ourselves in two boxes, hood, drug dealer, or like superpower, genius, Harvard, yeah. black, perfect person. Um, I mean, that's why I asked what is inherently black? Like how do you define those things? Because also blackness is a, it's a regional kind of thing. Like what is inherently black for Black people in Brooklyn is different for, for what's inherently Black for Southern Black people. Like, our culture is varied. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a term like Black AF is just, like, really difficult. But everybody, again, those different regions, those different experiences of Blackness are trying to see themselves within it. And when they see a show like this and they don't see themselves, they're like, hold up, that ain't me. And it yeah. becomes a thing. And then that leads to, like, do you have to always feel represented in a show like do you have to feel represented in it because it's called black af and so you have to find some version of your blackness in it in some way or can you just watch it and be like this is interesting yeah i i would hope so but i think actually the reasons why i thought it was interesting were because parts of the again the more crises were one ones that i relate to and understand and for, for some black viewers they literally would just have no idea what that even means and it would just be so off base that they can't even access it because so much of it is like this is in his head so much of the show is in his head less of the show is in the like the plot and the you know like all that like there's not you're not following like what's happening it's not juicy and unfolding it's all of this fucking cerebral ass shit that if you're not if you don't know it then it's just irrelevant perhaps maybe yeah um, I also wish, I hope we can get Kenya on the show one day, but I would like to ask him why he focuses in his work so much on like the black bourgeoisie and like, like every show he's been on, it's kind of like, whether it's a middle-class black family, that's still crazy to some people, like blackish and how they live, having a doctor, mom, and you know, them living in this home is, is outrageous to some people. Um, so like why he focuses on these sorts of topics um, another piece of criticism that I saw was that the cast is light skin, but we kind of touched on that. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Shadi put that perfectly. Like, he's literally telling his truth, and again, and actually to to your point, your last point, Chelsea, he keeps focusing on this because it's the shit that is uh, on his mind. And I respect artists that make work that is, is inspired by their own shit, and they're trying to work their shit out in their, their art. And his family is mixed and light skinned. <laughs> Would it have made you uncomfortable if it were not based off of his family and um, Uh, his family chose to cast light-skinned people? Yeah, that would have been bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, then I would have been like, okay. Because that's a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Then that's like an active choice based off of I don't know what, I would need more explanation. So what would make you happy if they were like all dark skin? Not if they were 
all dark skin, but like maybe just a range of hues, like your average black family. Okay. Kind of like uh, blackish. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, who are your favorite characters, by the way? Um, the soft son. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> Kenya's Why? my favorite. Oh my god. Oh, go ahead, Glenn. Why do you like the soft son? Oh no, he's fucking adorable. I was gonna say, as I was watching the show with my parents, <laughs> my dad just kept being like, "I don't like." He got that mug. He got that big mug, like as in his <laughs> face. He thought he just King Embarrass has like a big face, and he doesn't like looking at it. Oh my I gosh! <laughs> I can totally hear your dad saying that. My I dad, the mom, fell asleep. He was snoring hardcore and was like. I don't like this show. And me and my dad watch Curb Your Enthusiasm all the time. That's so interesting. The whole time my dad is a Kenya Barris, he just talks shit. He makes no sense. He's annoying <laughs> as hell. He says problematic stuff all the fucking time. <laughs> Insane. And he was just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not even funny. Like, he just couldn't handle it. I literally was laughing out loud. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah I, I was funny. Too. You know, I'm thinking back on like what I said a little earlier, just like the cliches. And again, I, I just said like, I think that people, like artists should tell their own stories. I do think that's important, but I, I guess I just, it's just like King Embarrass has made the same story over and over again. But like, what else can he make? And he has a get- different. Yeah, I guess he hasn't gotten to the point where he feels like he could tell his story in the most uncensored way. And yeah, that was because- dope about this. Yeah, him calling his daughter a dot and her saying, "Well, you're a, you're a dick." That would never calling happen his on Black. Child a dickhead. That was amazing. It was so. You want to curse at my kids? Y'all want to curse at your kids? Absolutely. I was like, "Wow, this is me," because I already I have to watch myself to. the way I talk to this child. My knees be running around, and I'm like, "Ma'am, Miss, what is happening? What are you doing? Why are we doing this? Why are we t-? like earlier? She was doing something." And she started talking in this weird ass baby voice. And from upstairs, I was like, what is that voice? You don't talk like that. <laughs> it was just, I've just oh never God, seen I've anything like, on, like, when you think of a sitcom, you don't think of like the dad being like, you're a dick, like to the kid. It was, it was different and fresh in that yeah. way to me. Um, also on the last episode, Drea says that families or like countries, families need to fight to make each other better. Do you think that this is true? Yeah, I do. I had an issue with the parenting in the show, though. Like, I feel like they, the parents would just be like, oh, my God, I am so terrible. Oh, my God. And then the kid would come back later and be like, you were so right. And you taught me everything I know. And I know now that I should do this, this and that. And it's like, where the fuck did you get that from? Your parents didn't tell you. How'd you come to that fucking realization? Because nobody's parenting you in this house. It oh, was I so think bizarre. they're getting parented, just in a very sloppy, fumbly way. But the kid would have to sit down and like process it on their own. Like the kid, I was just very impressed with the children. The children were very that? impressive. Yeah, they're gonna be the, smart, the independent humans. The parents were doing stuff. Ken, if it wasn't for Kenya, his daughter would not be at USC at the, one of the best film programs. In real life, you mean? Oh, 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 in the yeah, show. in the show. In the I think in real life, his daughter USC also too. goes to USC. And she dates a football player. Yeah. And she I looks mean, a little like, she looked like the girl in the show in, in real life. See? 
She posing I think, by the pool, all that. I think you do have to fight with your family sometimes. Um, it's refreshing to see the fights happening on TV. Because I think when I think of the TV families I grew up with, they didn't really fight ever. And that's not real. Like you fight with your family sometimes. So yeah, I think it's true. One of my favorite parts in Blackish was when they were about to get a divorce and it was getting like super tense. Mm-hmm. And they so were like kind of like... Three episodes. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, they about to get a divorce. And they were alluding to those same kind of tensions on Black AF. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought it was really interesting. Um, hmm. I'm thinking so many things. Say it. I think, no, I guess I'm just thinking again, like we, we're talking about because of slavery. And I'm just thinking about how King Abaris, he is fucking in his head all the fucking time. And I feel like we've talked about this before, like that paranoia, that like, just like on I edgeness think, of I think being black. black in America, yeah, you're going to be schizophrenic a little bit. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And the, and the show views schizo as fuck. Right. Even in that but scene I was talking about with the, with the, with the, the, um, the barbecue and stuff. He's like throwing things in there. Like I literally, I can see the person on the other side of the show making the show (laughs) and he's just fucking confused in his life. And I just think that's what it all is. And it's just complex. And that is what it is to be black in a lot of ways. That's what it is to be black AF. Yeah. And it is in a way because of slavery too. Whole time. Especially in that position, you have no real mentors. Like, who's the other $100 million writer that he can, like, relate to or look up to? There aren't many, if any. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he's figuring it out all on his own, and he'll make mistakes and be problematic. You know, that's a part of the learning process. Um, I also learned some stuff on the show. Like, I didn't know about the term adultification. Well, yeah, that was interesting. So if you don't remember, they were talking about Izzy was like dancing and twerking to act up. And Drea was basically like, mom, like you need to nip this shit in the bud. Told her all about adultification and how um, they've done so many studies. I think specifically they referenced one from Georgetown. And um, basically people from all races perceive black girls as older than what they are, which means a black girl is going to get less protection um, she's not going to be treated like a child. Uh, we see this in schools where black girls are more likely to get punished or disciplined. We see this in hospitals where a black mother, a young mother was more likely to get ignored and therefore possibly die. Um, so I thought it was really interesting that they brought this up. Do you guys know about this term adultification? See, I did not. something. Did you show No, I didn't know that. I don't know the term, but I mean, the concept, yes. The concept. Right. Yeah. I found it so interesting, though, because, again, actually, this is the example that I had of the, like, where are the kids learning? Because Roya, Joya, gets all worked up, like, oh, my God, my daughter's twerking on TikTok, and, like, she consults both of her daughters. What's the girl's name again? Drea? Drea is, like, the smart one. Drea. Drea says it's adultification. The other daughter that goes to USC is, like, let her be, let her live. Like, right. you're feeding into the patriarchy by, like, not letting her. That. Yeah, like, letting her be free and embrace her sexuality. It's not, that, it's not a big of a deal. And 
even those two arguments I would love to, for us to talk about, but like real quick, at the end, her daughter that was twerking was like, mom, I wouldn't put myself out there like that. I deleted the footage. Joy mm. never had to have a conversation with her about it. And I was just like, that just tied up so neatly. Yeah. I mean, you're, to clean. your point, the, the, the plot, the, the writing, the character development is not that deep. I'll say that. Right. But let's give the them a conversation to the conversations is started. Are nuanced. But, yeah. And I think it's interesting and it's funny and it's fresh. Um, but yes, I do agree that it could, it's could go a little deeper. Right. But so wait, the point. what would y'all say if your daughter was twerking out here like that, would you be on the adultification side or the like, she's young. Do it in the house. That's what I tell my nieces. My nieces are growing up in a very Trinidadian household. Soka is played. Whining when you're a little girl is customary. If you're West Indian, they're like, you know, whine. Like you learn how to do that when you're little. And, you know, Kitty's Carnival, they have little girls going up on stage and whining. That's a part of that's the culture. That's what they do at Kitty Carnival? Yeah. That's, it's a part of our culture. And so, but would I like to see that online? No. So do it in the house. And amongst family. That's what we were. Yeah, I kind of liked it in the house. I was like, I might twerk next to my daughter, like in the house, like fun, like two seconds. Like, ah! Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, you know? like that. And then we'd be like, okay, chill, chill, chill. No, chill. Twerks. no they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> your twerk is a bit aggressive, but like a cute little. <laughs> like, enough, enough, enough. Okay. Right. Exactly, exactly. Because it's fun. But uh, yeah, there, I guess it's a fine line, and definitely not on, on the internet. Yeah, not on the internet. Um, okay. Shade, would you let your daughters work? I think what you said was perfect. It's like in the house is fine, with the immediate family is fine. Everything does not need to be on the internet. You do not need to record everything. Yeah, and not I- near random uncles. <laughs> yes, immediate family. And, and and it's fine, but I think it I think it is important to have the conversation though. Like people may perceive you a different way than they may your friends, and that's unfortunate, but that's the reality. And well, I, I think like that. you have to have those conversations with black kids because of everything. Like mm-hmm. We saw I'm sure slavery. all your parents are like, you're not like them. You're not like them. Blah, right. blah, blah. But it worked for me. Yeah, I remember I mean, boarding school. It's not, not true. We were whiling, doing things that I was not doing in high school because my mom said, if you get kicked out, you're going to Erasmus. I didn't want to go to <laughs> Which I might not have been the same person had I went there. But um, that's so crazy. Yeah, that was that was life. always a threat to me too. I almost got kicked out of my high school, and they were like, "Do you want to go to Boys and Girls?" Oh, <laughs> my parents didn't say that though. The the white principal at my school said, "We'll send you back to your zone school, Boys and <gasps> Girls. Do you want to go back there?" Yikes! Oh, that's that actually so sad Fuck because up. that's some people's school. Like right. some kids have to exactly. <laughs> that was terrible. That's and so it was like, sad. We know you get to go to this nice school, and you don't got to go to that school over there in your neighborhood. Well, yeah, we had our kids. we had our own friend that we're all friends with. And I think, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this story. She and I went to the same middle school. She stayed for high school, got kicked out of school for this really stupid thing. Whereas there were kids in there. One person like 
I don't know if the person died. I think that's extreme. But got like very sick from like alcohol poisoning on like a trip and like- And didn't get kicked out. Nothing happened. No one said anything. So it's like, we not in the same, we not, unless, unless I guess maybe now- the dollars and cents may make a difference. Sometimes, That's where though. you start to step into that different lane. If you can be like, I'm going to buy the library. Right. But if you can still, say, buy the library. Right. But still, they're probably going to still put you through like hoops and bounds. So. Yeah. And we see this, this kind of conversation happening in another part too. When um, the older daughter wears like dyes her hair purple and wears like a purple wig and the dad I thought this was interesting, like a daddy-daughter conversation. And he's like, I mean, I think it's cute, but like, you're black. Like, you don't look cute. You look like a stripper, (laughs) which I thought was interesting. But like, he was keeping it real. That's how people are going to perceive her as like sexy and adult. And it's adultification. But isn't it so interesting that she didn't have that same kind of thought about how she's going to be perceived? And this is like all in his brain. But it's kind of real though. It's kind of like... It's totally real, but like he he has this hyper awareness, mm-hmm. and I like I think there was a time in my life, and again I'm like this reads like my early fucking memoirs, but like when I walked out every day like so aware of like how I was going to be perceived, and it's fucking exhausting. And part of the show was about like how he feels exhausted by that, but it's so interesting how they manage how they like do the generational thing where she's just like I want to wear my fucking hair purple. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is better than And maybe one day she'll come to realize that it's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Right? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you have to realize. Sorry, oh, Chelsea. Go. I was going to say, I think you have to realize it has to be like a. Unfortunately, we always have to toe a line of like, like I just thought about this. I was, I drove to Florida from Georgia and I was speeding. I was going like 95 in the 70 and I got a ticket. And like the the officer comes over and I'm like, hi, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like my daughter has to go to the bathroom really badly. And like, I wasn't talking like that, but I was just like, hi officer. Like, I'm so sorry. Like really calmly and like flashing through my head was like Sandra Bland and flashing through my head was like all these things where like, I know, or at least I feel comfortable enough that like, I'm not going to get like pulled out of my car and like pushed around by a cop in my mind. Right. That could happen to I'm me like, at any time. I was gonna say, yep. you know that? You absolutely that could can. Happen yeah. to me at any time. But like when I'm when it's happening, my heart's not racing to the point where I'm like, this could be the last breath that I take, you know. Lucky what I mean? you. But it's still in there. It's like a weird thing where like in the moment I'm okay, I'm fine. And then after I'm like reflecting like shit, that could have went a, a whole different way. And and that's happened to me multiple times where I like pulled over in certain scenarios where I'm like, damn, like that could have went a whole different way. This cop doesn't know nothing about me. There's no, he doesn't know that I went to this like elite college and that I'm like a working woman. Like he don't know all these things about me that to me make me non-threatening, whatever that even means. I'm doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. And that's, crazy to think about and I don't often think about it but when I do I'm like that's fucked up Mm. I I I was wanted to ask earlier and it relates to your point of what do you think is better like being more on the Kenya Barris side where you're hyper focused on race and like always thinking about it versus Mm. his wife and or his kids who I think were like kind of uh almost ignorance is bliss 
Right. Um, what do you think is better? Because I'm the opposite. I The last time I got pulled over, I just started crying. Mm. I don't like interacting with police. I don't like being near them. I, I've seen enough videos where I'm like, I could not do anything and I could lose my life. So I don't even want to be around them. No, it, that's so real. I was in the car with my dad this weekend and he was describing me fanatically. And I was afraid. And I remember times when I didn't think about that. And it was when I was like youthful. It's like that youthful bliss, youthful ignorance. But it, it is, it's fucking, it's a plague. It's annoying to be so hyper aware of your race and of its implications all the time. And again, I think that's what like Kenya Barris is dealing with in the show. I don't know what's better. I actually don't think that either one are better because you could be blindsided on one on one end and on the other end you just live in constant fear, on edge, skepticism. Yeah. I mean, the, the the unknown, the hashtag black AF. Oh, it's black AF. That is black AF. Yeah. Damn, that's something all black people have in common. Will I survive an encounter with a cop? TBD. No, actually, one of our, you know him too, like friends, literally like like tapped a cop's shoulder or something. And my boyfriend was with him and was like, yo, what the fuck? Don't do that. Like, you don't do that. But right, because like, you're going to get us all No, I think some people out. don't be thinking about that. Some people don't there think definitely it. black people don't think about that. I mean, Especially very successful black people who like kind of feel like they're, they're there, you know, or like know. they've passed it or like. I don't know. Sometimes you forget. You forget you black. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm. I'm, those I'm, nev- I'm never that. I'm never yeah. that crazy. Like even when I'm like giving my registration and my ID, I'm very like gentle. Like I'm. I'm just gonna grab my ID. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> told me literally oh crack God. the window and stick your ID through it. Like you're yeah. allowed to do that legally. Um, oh. I don't drive, so I don't be thinking about some of these things. Yo, I got pulled over, and I just started crying. I don't know why it was at night. It was at night. I think that's what did it, and I was by myself. But that's so How crazy. Did the, the that's the reality. He was just like, I have my body cam on. You're fine. And I was like, can you just give me the ticket? Like, oh, my God. I don't want to be around you. So You're sad. freaking me out. Like, it's nighttime. There's two cops. Like... Because I turned somewhere wrong and both of y'all are coming out your car. But um, anyways, uh, another thing that they touched on that I thought was interesting is black fatherhood um, and all the myths, myths about black fathers. Um, they dispelled some of those myths. They spoke about a CDC study that showed that black fathers actually are more likely than their counterparts to eat with their kids, play with their kids, read to them. Um, and this like narrative that black fathers, especially in at present time, are um, not involved is not true. I mean, the times when they aren't involved is because of systematic racism, I would say. Um, one in four black men will spend time in prison away from their kids. Um, but yeah, I thought the conversation was good, especially how he positioned it um, with how black mothers are viewed, kind of like superheroes, like they can withstand anything. They're so strong. You can take away all their money and they're going to figure out how to take care of their kids. Like they're superheroes versus black dads who are like, he says in the show, the Hitler of fathers. (laughs) I don't know. I 
think that that's definitely changed in our generation mm-hmm. in terms of media representation, not in terms of like, oh, black dads being more present. Mm-hmm. I think that our generation has, de- and I guess maybe not our generation, maybe like folks having kids, so maybe like 40s, 30s. Mm-hmm. Some people are age who have kids, but it's, you know, you see like hashtag black dads. It's like shown a lot on social media. A lot of people push this and showing that, you know, there are tons of black fathers that are super present. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just because the stereotype was so heavy when we were like growing up and probably the generation before us around like crack drug era when like everything kind of just like went to shit. And I think that it's very like, pushed in a way, but I think that's important because I think that the other narrative was pushed so hard that it's like, nope, we're switching it. We're taking power of the, we're taking power of the word (laughs) black dad (laughs) and, you know, depicting black fathers involved in their family's lives. And this is another fucking thing. Like every time, Glenn, Glenn, it's always back to slavery and oppression. It's back to slavery. It's it's crazy that black fathers even have to prove that they're good fathers. And I think what the question, another question I have is like, what is fathering? I think black fathers, and they spoke about this, it's kind of confusing when you may not have had an example of a black father, that's, that's one. You may not have seen one on television, that's two, or had any sort of representation. Or three, you're so impoverished and because of systematic racism and slavery that you are trying to take care of your family. So you're working so freaking hard that you might be providing, but you're not really there fathering, you yeah. know? So I think there's all these systematic things that, again, do tie back to slavery. Okay, a couple of things. I think when we talk about, again, this, um, the paranoia and, like, this inherent pressure in Blackness is this, like, feeling that you need to defy stereotypes. Like, that's a job. Like, why does a father have to feel like they have to prove that they're a good father because the stereotypes against Black fathers are so damaging? Like, that, it's already enough to have to be a dad, to be a father. And it's just, it's aggravating that that has to be another part of the job. And I think that that's something that Kenya brings up on the show that's really interesting. Um, Damn, I was thinking about something about this that goes back to slavery thing. The systematic... Yeah... I guess I'm just wondering, like, what, I mean, the systems have to change in order for us to shed this narrative. Like, it doesn't matter if we create media and stories that defy it because the systems will always exist, right? I don't think so, though. I think through us creating our new narratives, yes, the systems are 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 always going to be a challenge and a hurdle and very present in our in our lives, we just talked about how you were in the car with your dad and you're nervous. When I'm in the car with my dad, I'm nervous. It's it's just these things that are just inherent in, in our blackness. But I think as a community, when we're dealing amongst ourselves, it's super important that like we push the narrative of black fathers being present and how important they are and how everyone can, you know, be a great dad. And, and we don't have to be stuck in this mindset of like, Black dads aren't present. Black dads ain't shit. Right. And yeah, like, I guess you that that's my that. argument about the show, like not having to, it, like, not, I think it's okay that the show plays into it, mm-hmm. that it's important that we have shows that don't play into it, that just show black dads. 
mm-hmm. being black and dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. all sorts you of representation. But you mm-hmm. have to see it to know that it exists. And you have to like mm-hmm. see it to not fall into that stereotype bias where you're just like, well, I'm not really supposed to be a dad. Like everyone says that black people, black guys aren't dads. So like, I don't mm-hmm. really have to, like, you know, like you have to see it. You have to see it to know it, to normalize it. Um, so I think it is important. What about, and we kind of touched on this in the rhetoric reply, but being a stay-at-home mom. Would you guys be stay-at-home moms? And were you judging our Rashida's character when she was like, I'm so busy. Like I have my book signing. I have my publicist. I have my hair people, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't cook breakfast or take her kids to school. <laughs> she had people to do that though. <laughs> Which is a job. She got a staff. She's on top of it. She got to schedule all those people to show up where they need to be, when they need to be there. <laughs> okay, Camille. A thousand percent be a stay-at-home mom. A thousand percent. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I can be a stay-at-home mom with like a, a side hustle. So like, I don't have to work, but like oh, I'll yeah. work, but it's not like, it's so not like going to make or like break. Book. Yes. Or not, not a, something that she doesn't find important, like a YouTube Absolutely. channel. Or... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I could totally do that. I'm, I'm not trying to be working. It's really, it's for the birds. <laughs> it's slow for that. I think most stay-at-home, I, I actually can't say if this is true or not, but like, I don't think that they, I, I, the stay-at-home moms that I know all have things that they also do on the side or like their own passions, but they could do their passions from home while mothering. So you and would as a be an uncomfortable artist. I could do that shit at home. Fuck right. Yeah. So you what wouldn't be comfortable with like just being stay-at-home mom? No side hustle? No, no, no. I have to have something else. Okay. thousand percent. Same. Cause I'm also not cooking or cleaning so what am I be doing? I could cook and clean, but I need to also do other things. Oh, I respect no, the women that, that are doing the mom life full time. That's that's Yo, that's, that's I, I I think some of you, the listeners may know this. I'm in Florida I'm with my family, and I'm like helping my sister with my niece because she's here. And I'm like, yo, people like wake up, take care of their kids, take them to school, go to work, come home, cook, bathe the kid put that nigga in bed. I'm like, nah, this and is And you got to be nice the whole time. Fucking slow. Like you right. don't want to traumatize your child. Right. I'm like, Ooh, how? <laughs> how? Because imagine being a single mom and you're stressed and you're just Girl. like mad short patients. Like everything is pissing mm. you off. Like that sucks. Um, you want to snap on my students all the time. I want to snap on my fucking students on Zoom. Them little niggas is getting on my nerves on Zoom. <laughs> What are they doing? Wiley. Wiley. Are their parents like watching them or their nannies watching them? And the parents are wiling on them. We're all getting tight. Everybody's mad. It's it's a lot. Yo, my sister was on Zoom today with her reading class, and there was it's all black kids or mostly black kids. And the moms are hilarious. They're like, read the sentence. It says (laughs) the cup is under a green bag. I used to hate when my mom helped me with my homework. Oh my god, I used to dread gonna it. Be me I used crying. to dread it. Me too. <laughs> always we, gonna we be an argument. Fight every time. I don't even want to do the homework. Forget it. I'll just fail. I don't care. Like it was just always a thing. Oh, oh. that's what you were saying. Okay, I wasn't saying that. I oh, would have yeah. got I just, I mean, popped. 
Girl, I mean, I was up till literally one o'clock in the morning screaming like it was OD. I like Minri. I thank God for my sister (laughs) being a buffer because if she didn't step in, I might not be here. Okay. And being in spaces that you don't necessarily belong in. Have you ever had that experience? Do you have like a ritual? Do you have a game? We saw that they had count the black people when they went to Fiji. I, I do that. Not not as a game, but more like, are we here? Can I see I some people for them look and like make me? friends? Yeah, like as a way of finding some affinity. Mm-hmm. I do that. Um, but again, that is that again that fucking paranoia of like being like I'm not supposed to be here, right? Type shit. Like Shadi, do you do that? She doesn't even do the nod. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking her. No, but I I do find when I'm in like very white spaces and people feel confused as to like why I'm there, like why my family's there. Like when they're yo when they're on the jet and the um, stewardess is like, so what are you? What does he do exactly? And they're just like, and um, Rashida Jones' character just like fucking with her. Like mm-hmm. I love definitely. That. Have love that. to be a little a little uh, flexy in those moments, just because, like, yeah, bitch, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I want to rise above to the point that I don't even feel the need to be flexy. That I'm just there. I'm yeah. bothered. Yeah, I don't really feel the need to be flexy, but I do like finding other black people and like being in that space together, like. If I'm at an all-inclusive resort and I see another Black couple, I'm, like, taking a shot with them because they're Black. Only because they're Black. Yeah. Facts. But you know what else? Like, even though in these spaces, the white people that might be in there might have more money, more power, more access, I still always move from the vantage that, like, white people are, like, kind of... I want to say inferior. Oh, God. (laughs) But just, like... I'm probably the most talented person in this fucking room. I'm probably the smartest person in this damn room. Okay. And that's just how I fucking feel. Because I'm going to sit here and talk with you. And you're going to be hilarious. Like, I'm going to be laughing at you in my head because something that you're saying is so off base. And I just know I'm fucking superior. I just know that. And I think that that, that's what they do in Black AF. They make these white people look dumb as hell. Like, when they're having that dinner with Dory from Working Moms and like, they just make them look like clowns. And that's something that happens a lot in media these days. It's like using white people as the butt of the joke. I think that's something that I have at least internalized and like a, a lot of people I think have internalized and it's become the way that we like make jokes online. And it like influences the way that I walk into white spaces. Where I'm already, I walk in already assuming that I just know better. Although like, again, they can't do much in, this, in a space where like literally power and whiteness and wealth and access at the end of the day make like have the most make the decisions I guess but like in my mind I know I'm fucking lit do you think Karen is a racial slur <laughs> girl next question it's really a like, conversation on Twitter people I are saying it's a racial slur that's how I heard that absolutely done with these white people in quarantine I really need them I need them you know what to go back 
out in the streets, in their own streets, in their own little spaces, in their hopefully white only spaces, because they done lost their goddamn minds. Yeah. It literally says that's what I'm saying. Yes. They they are wilding. They so lost the their They have no minds. sense and no class. <laughs> that's how it looks. I'll send it to you. Send it to your Instagram. It literally says they are having their yes. own civil rights movement. It says yes. The K word is stronger than the N-word, at least currently. Misogyny and patriarchy has been around longer than slavery. Just don't use either, okay? Stop saying Karen. Karen is a sexist and racist term equivalent to the N-word for white women. Calling a woman Karen is an attempt to get rid of a woman's right to stand up for herself. I'm done. I'm not talking to them. I don't know them. That's not even English. I don't know what that says. I know. Wait, let me just tell y'all real quick. So, you know, kindergarten teacher teaching on Zoom. We're giving these assignments online, right? And there's this one girl in my class. Every time we give her an assignment and they have to film themselves answering them. And like every time I go to click on her picture to hear her, to watch her video of her about to respond to the fucking question, her face is scrunched up. And I'm like, oh God, she's fucking going through it. And she's crying every time. She's like, I do couldn't do the assignment it was so hard for me and she's literally fake crying every time and i'm like she's learning well she's already known how to do the white woman in distress she's learning it now wid and sis the first couple times i wasn't sure i was like oh my god are you okay i'm so sorry you don't have don't worry and I'm like oh my god I'm feeding into her shit sure I learned that this is the shit that works for her exactly doing this fucking shit this is what they do oh yeah. my god she knows it's effective I told my, my co-teacher today I said I think she's I think she's playing us and she's lying and <laughs> my co-teacher was like really are you for real I'm like girl she's she's fucking playing us <laughs> oh my god Yo, from the tender age of six, they start in. Yeah, I was watching. Older whites believe them. (laughs) It's crazy. No, I was watching the Housewives of Beverly Hills, and you have Brandy, who literally just told Mauricio to shut the fuck up, motherfucker, and she's on the couch crying, saying he's being so aggressive to her. I was like, you literally just cursed this man out. Like you're the aggressor. Oh my god. Oh and my like, God! No way, really? Yeah, and even he's like apologizing. I'm like, this is wild. This is like you guys know how to play victim. This is crazy. The protection, the protection is in, is bonkers. Um, but in conclusion, I would have to say that I'm replying to the show overall. Oh, like how you did that there. Yeah, I'm replying to it. I think it starts so many conversations. I think it's educational. I think it's, um. You know, even giving people access to something that they may have never seen before. Um, and, you know, while I think they need to go into character development and plot development a lot more, um, overall, I enjoyed the show and I was entertained. Would you guys leave the show on red or reply? Glenice? Oh, no, I reply. I reply. I definitely, I don't think it's flawless. I think it's bothersome in a lot of way a lot of ways but i think it, it it's bothersome like on purpose like it sparked shit in me that i needed to think about and like that's the whole point of the show like it gets you thinking so yeah i'm replying 
I'm definitely going to reply. I'm no savant when it comes to TV and film and all the things. And I don't always look to something to be monumental or phenomenal. I was just like, it's a good show. I was, I, I laughed, I thought, and, and that was that. So I think people need to kind of, I don't want to say like lower their standards, but I think people just need to like, just let things just be. And I think that's a hard thing for us as a people to do at times. Again, going to this dichotomy of like being on edge and like all the things you have to constantly be thinking about as a black person. But I think sometimes we can just like enjoy a show and laugh and, 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 and laugh at it in the black nonsense that it is that we're like, ah, ha, niggas at the cookout, crip stories, <laughs> you know, like that's it. Not like, why is the biracial wife biracial? Yeah. The fuck is that? That there's doesn't so make much, no fucking sense. There's so much pressure as black people to like constantly be political. Um, I was watching The Last Dance, which is the uh, docu-series on ESPN, and they talked about um, how Michael Jordan was, like, pivotal and, like, everyone wanted to be him, and he was everyone's, like, Superman. But uh, there was a moment where he didn't take political action, and I didn't agree with him. Basically, in North Carolina, it was a white man and a black man running, black man for the first time, and Jordan didn't endorse him. Um, And everyone was kind of looking to Jordan to endorse him. And his response was problematic. But he said, Republicans buy sneakers too. And I just think that while I think that's problematic, I think that pressure is only placed on Black people. Yep. Ooh. Well, you know what? In truth, the the, like intense like hatred or like backlash against Kenya Barris' show is only like what the show is talking about, which is like the neuroses, the like, should I be mad? I have to be mad. This isn't what I need to see. This isn't me. Like all of this like fucking complication in the brain is it's literally we're seeing that play out in the way people are viewing the show. Yeah. I'm sure he's sitting at home just like laughing and being like, Mwahaha, this is what I wanted. Oh yes. Oh, he also got a hundred so million dollars. So well, he's probably not bothered. You think he's bothered? Know. He's a Leo. So. That nigga not bothered. Well, yes, I gotta check his moon and his rising. I think he wants to be accepted. He does. And he sure. mentioned that Blackish never got an Emmy. He talks about that in the show. Yeah, so he, he obviously feels in some type of way. But That's you why mean he like that fucking barbecue episode? I'm trying to tell you he wants to be accepted. <laughs> okay, well, Chelsea's accepted and you're accepted are different things. Wanting an Emmy and wanting to be like proving your blackness. I think I, he cares about crit- critique. And he does okay. care about criticism. I think yes. he cares about what, you know, his white colleagues think of him. Mm. He cares about what the black community thinks of him. I think he does care. But he did make $100 million. So I think at the end of the day, he's okay. So he went to Clark Atlanta and he got hand tattoos. And I'm like, I'm so curious about like what... I love all his tattoos. ...for this. I know. Well, you know, his wife also like, went to Clark. For real? They met yeah. in college? I think they did. Because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, he's like somebody I couldn't went to college with. Like, No, I think they're just some smart I'm niggas. So like, no, definitely. But I'm just so curious about... See, that's going to be problematic. Clark Somebody's going to chop that up. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark Atlanta. Sorry, I only knew about Howard and Morehouse and Spellman. 
Clark Atlanta girl. Yeah. That's in the, the AAC, AC, AUC. Um, that's cool. No, but I, what I'm saying is I'm just like so curious to just like this dude from LA that like went to school in the South, went to an HBCU, like how all of that came together to like put him in this space where these are the things that he wants to like make art about. I yeah. want to know, like, maybe I want to see, like, his... Can you better make a story about how you grew up? He, make a story about like you going to Clark. Deadass, like, that's how he moves. But and I want to see all that come together. I mm-hmm. think he's also making fun of that, too. Like, how educated people have all these words and definitions and theories for different things that happen in life. And I feel like he's kind of making fun of that in his daughter, Drea, who, like has a term for everything. Like she's so, you know, well-versed. It's kind of PC um, in a lot of ways. Too. Yeah. But. But he, she's also like his better half. Yeah. I really like, like she's, yeah. She's like where he would want to be if he was not like burdened by all of his shit. Cause she's a generation ahead. It's also hilarious how he talks to her when he's like, you have no fucking friends. Life is going to kick you in the face. You're a loser. No, <laughs> like he talks to her crazy. <laughs> she doesn't. She has an episode where she like kisses somebody for the first time. And I don't know. She's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm, y'all, I'm talking gorgeous. to my kids like that. Maybe not that aggressively, but if my kids, if my kids start acting whack, I'm just going to be like, don't be a whack ass nigga. Get it together. <laughs> You're telling um, your kids like, why can't you dance like your fucking cousins? No, 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 no. I'm not going to clown them on, on on them things. But like, even when my niece does certain things, I'm like, I can't wait for you to go to school and somebody just sort this shit out. You try to grab the crayon, sure they're gonna grab that shit right back. Like, what's up? That's what kids need. <laughs> I hope my daughter is the one snatching crayons back. <laughs> I hope my daughter just doesn't snatch anyone's crayon. Uh, I mean that's that's ideal, but like some of these kids, man, snatches it when when they need to be snatched. When right. it needs to be snatched, but you're yes, not just a yes. crayon yes. snatcher. No, not right, a crayon right, right. snatcher. <laughs> but like, the, just the, it's about to be interesting. The the world we're going into. I'm very curious to see how the next generation. No, not even the next generation because they're already TikToking. They're gonna like, be soft. Like the like your niece's age, my niece's age. Your nieces are a little bit older than my nieces, but like in that realm i think they're gonna be mad soft they're fucking weirdos like my little cousin <laughs> she's weirdos. nine and they're like well we gotta figure out what she's gonna do during quarantine and da, 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 da. i'm like yeah i was like let's send her like a little care package she can make friendship bracelets and like tie-dye things and do stuff and they're like but we have to like buy her like a dance class on zoom and buy her all these things and i'm like i mean you could but she could also go outside and play with some fucking mud and learn how to do some lanyard designs because i'm confused <laughs> Why yeah, these kids? they're more sheltered. Yeah. Make some fun, girl. I'm like, why do I need Zoom did. dance classes and team? They said, here's a box. Go play. <laughs> right. Like, this you is hungry? my dream. Drink some water and eat some nuts. Eat some nuts and go to bed. <laughs> drink some oh tea. Oh, my God. We <laughs> out here well, really, damn, we out here auntie and hard right ass. now. Well, I will <laughs> say real quick, one of my students, I was talking to her the other day, they're studying fairy tales in her class. 
And she was like, "I we have to all write our own stories. And I'm going to write a story about, I forgot what she said, Rapunzel or something. She said, but I'm going to make her Black because there's no Black girls in fairy tales. And she's seven. Is she white, white or, black? or Black? She's Black. She's Black. Oh, oh, I thought she was white. I was like, no, damn, you yeah. go, girl. No, but I've seen white girls do the same thing, though. They're, I've, we did a whole thing on fairy tales and the white girls were like, where are the black 12? girls? And they were talking about the importance of that and blah, blah, blah. But the black girl saying that, I was like, I liked it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be confused around these white people. In this right. School. I have so many. This so is going to be a have, whole other episode. Well, we have an episode have coming up about Experience this. with kids episode. Because the shit they say, I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, I hope way that they more, don't be burdened. They're soft now, but it's yeah. okay. I think they're also kinder. They are. Like, I feel like bullying is, like, not cool. Yes. <laughs> is that how they feel? I think they, so, right? I think so, too. I don't I mean, think I don't people know. like you, mean girls now. Y'all Maybe. are around, like, kids with amongst one another, but, like, my niece would be like, oh, like, that's not kind, or, like, you shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. But my I'm niece like, is always, and she wants to be kind all the time. I love that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Glenn's like, nervous talking because about I'm like, break her back. Some, I don't want something yeah, to do with exactly. child. That's what I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, they can recite all the lines, but they evil child. <laughs> but anyway, Chelsea. Um, so the last segment is our red or reply. And I picked this red or reply, not because it was directly re- related, but there is a Or what would you do? Or what would you do? Oops. Why do I have a red or reply? I don't know, girl. It's late. Yeah, it is late. So our rhetoric, our what, God, I can't read that and not say it. <laughs> Let me delete it. Our what would you do um, was kind of related to the episode because there's a section, there's a part where um, the oldest daughter is like, can I use your Amex points? It's not even money. It's Amex points. And I definitely feel like my kids are going to be doing that. That's, not um, a, that's a good point she has. I, like I mean, yeah, argument. it's not money. Like, but- Rashida quickly told her it's our fucking points that we've been building for 20 years. Our points. Anyway, so yes. the, the what would you do is my boyfriend and I live together and travel together. I have a platinum Am- Amex and he doesn't. This means I go to some lounges at concert venues, events, airports that he can't get into. That's mostly it, but his credit isn't the best. He has a lot of student loans. He's working off to pay some medical debt. Anyhow, he wants me to sign him up to join my Amex. But I don't know if I should be doing things like that just yet. Yes, we've been together for about three years and lived together, but we aren't married. At the same time, I could easily put a low credit limit on it. And he just so he just has it to get into the lounges with me. But I just feel like that might open up Pandora's box. Next thing you know, I'm signing the new car lease. Next thing you know, I'm paying things I shouldn't be paying. What would you guys do? Uh-uh. Bitch, no. Fuck out of here. Girl, no. he should be going in the lounge with you when y'all are going on trips together. <laughs> that nigga don't got to go in the lounge when he's traveling alone. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Fuck out of no, here. No. Hell no. That's a no, no, no. That's a not happening. And you need to watch that nigga. What's wrong with his, what's going on with this credit? All of that is not happening. I'm not saying like credit scores and money are everything, but that also shows just like 
responsibility. Mm-hmm. Girl, don't be getting yourself mixed up in in, in these things. You don't want to exactly. You don't want to open Pandora's box. If you love this person and you trust them, then I don't think they'll drag it and be like, "Co sign on my car lease and da 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 da." That's od. But like, why even open that up? Is he complaining? Like, oh, I would like to have these benefits because if so, yes, I think that's the. I think that's he's asking. Tell, tell this man. Oh, he's asking shit. Okay, because yeah. I just Say, I just went straight to know. <laughs> right, yeah. I just don't feel okay with that, and I just feel put on. I feel pressured right now. That's your reply. <laughs> don't be asking me to be put on my fucking card. I feel uncomfortable. That's, that's it. Okay, that's I'm saying. telling him. Let's 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 that. hit to credit karma punto com and figure <laughs> out what's going on here, so we can what get you your shit? own credit up. At what point does that right. become joint? I hope you apply. At what point, when there's a ring on my fucking finger? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if they're married, they can have that conversation. Hell, like, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. And paperwork. Out of here. That's, mm -mm. Chelsea, Mm -mm. wait, what do you say? You gonna put that in your card? Hmm. Now, what say you? I don't know if I would talk to someone with particularly Bad bad... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, we're all working through it. Okay, I've almost paid off one of my cards. Of Listen, my credit is trash, so I wouldn't even talk to me. I was gonna say, what is what is even talk? No, about? my credit is trash. I wouldn't even talk to me. I'd be doing dumb shit. That's why. I, that's why I'm telling her. That's why I'm telling old girl, don't do it. <laughs> but I wouldn't even trust myself. Whole time, I'm speaking from experience. I am that nigga. <laughs> I am him. He is I, and I am him. Lord, well, girl, you got your advice. I am. I am on the fence because. <laughs> because okay, I'm thinking if the shoe was on the other foot. I was just. I was about to say that. Yeah, and I'm thinking if, like, me and my man's, like, we're going to get married, right? And, you know, we're always traveling and we always have to pay the extra, what is it, like, $28 or something to get into those lounges. It's like, we're doing this so much. Like, you could just put me as an extension on yours. Like, I'm not going to use it, you know? And I wouldn't. But also, I know myself, Okay, maybe. Yeah, damn. Now I feel like a trifling biatch. Because you would want it done for you. We're not doing it for the for fucking travel else. lounge. Can you no. can your can your credit get better by doing that? Like, is it going to be bigger than us going to go sit in the fucking lounge when we get on the plane? <laughs> no, no, so no. Trivial. But no, Chelsea not brings trivial. up good lounge points because you get a lot of perks that you then it's like oh, like having the other person. Like that's literally why my parents have me on their Amex so that I can like enjoy some of those benefits and yeah you could put a credit limit on it oh man it's so crazy when you think about it from a woman's perspective I'm like well yeah Chelsea if you did that that that's fine there's nothing wrong with that that makes sense yeah I think I I, and I think if we you know know that then we should be able to do it on the other foot (laughs) someone's over here like Chris are you awake do you hear me (laughs) No, I'm no, 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 no
um, about Insecure. And like Issa asked Molly to hook her up with some shit. She didn't want to go out on a limb for her. And I was kind of thinking it's because she didn't trust Issa. And I think I'm moving from a space where I'm like, this nigga don't know how to manage his money or fuck my shit up. So like maybe I should be moving from a space where like this person, yes, they have some debts as Sade does too, but that doesn't mean she's a bad person. And it's, it's not, she's not saying that, she I never mean, said in the email that like he's irresponsible or like right. sloppy right. with funds. Right. Exactly. He has medical bills that he's paying exactly. off and student loans. That's mm, like responsible exactly. debt. If yeah. you think y'all gonna get married and do it. Yeah. You know what? <sighs> you know what? <laughs> Consult a financial advisor. <laughs> about that? <laughs> Don't take advice. From us, because this is getting this is now this is getting emotionally charged. <laughs> Are you <And> crying? Think, <laughs> no, I'm saying like emotionally charged. Like now, I'm like, damn, am I thinking of it from a perspective of niggas ain't shit and they're dumb and they gonna ruin your credit score and call Tyrone? I don't even know where that's coming from. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going into narratives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I do hear like you know niggas will steal your car. And rob you. Look at um. Look at Jen. Jen, What's that girl name? Jen Jen Williams. Williams. Look at Jennifer Williams. And that Tyler Perry movie where that man comes and steals her her whole identity. (laughs) (laughs) The next. Yeah, I didn't even think about all that. I just kind of just like don't trust people at all around my money. You know. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) All right, Kenya. (laughs) Right. No, this whole time I'm like, is Glenn Kenya parents? No, I really feel like I look at him I'm like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> You're everything that's wrong with my mind. Stop it. Like, I was watching the show like, oh my God, I'm watching myself. This is terrible. I can't. Uh, oh, that's amazing. It's Damn. A lot. It's a lot. This, it was, was a lot. this was very fun to unpack. But my my final final answer is, Consult a financial advisor. Oh, that was because of slavery. Same. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. Everything's oh, back to slavery. Right. All of because, it. right. Had there not been slavery, he would have had like generational wealth to pay for college. He wouldn't have student debt. Sure would. And he might have been a doctor, so he would have been able to solve his own medical issues and not have medical yeah. debt. Girl. <laughs> whole wow. time, though. So it's just, just. The colonizers, they they ruined everything. And now mm-hmm. and now they're confused. They don't understand. They want to be set free. They want to go outside and gallivant. Oh god. Oh god. They're just Fucking, act- I can't. They're just acting oh, out. Oh my god. Like you said, Shep- <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Let them go outside. Let them go. <laughs> Let them go. Oh my god. Yo, the wait. Thing, the thing this is, is the reckoning. Being, no, but they're not no, dying but at the, the same rate. But the Exactly. I'm they like, kill that's us. the fucked up part. It's like, we need to let them go in a confined space where they are their own essential workers. Right. And it's not, not black and brown, black and brown bodies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The bodies. in their lives. <laughs> I fucking hate that term, by the way. I know you do. That's why I said it. Bodies? Black and brown black and bodies. Brown bodies. Bodies and spaces. <laughs> My friends are going to do something about that. Bodies and spaces. I don't know. These times. Again, this is the Kenyan <laughs> bodies and spaces in these times. I've seen King Darius. Listen, if you don't start an email with, I hope you're well in these times, <laughs> what, do, what, do you what are you even doing? What are you even doing? 
I hope you and your family. These are, are some wild safe. times, but I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> doing okay. Oh Lord. Well, Ooh. I I I really enjoyed this, Chelsea Rojas. I hope you have more shows for us to watch and and dabble in and and dissect. So I. Yes, I think I'm gonna watch. Start watching Hollywood because Glenn said it was good. It's so good. When we got okay. this phone, I'm about to press play. This shit is. Very good. Oh, very okay. good. I'm gonna get into I that. I really like it. I really like it. It's 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 really fucking good. Okay. Well, yeah, listeners, need to watch it now. slide into our DMs. You know where to find us. Hello at blackgirlstexting.com. Wait, I have a black girl doing shit. Oh, oh, oh. no. Well, I was just gonna say to send us show reps. Shows. Okay, to keep continuing to mm-hmm. that. But please, black girl doing shit. Mm-hmm. Adelante. Okay. This is a this is a double layer. I'm gonna shout out my mom who owns a quad bed and breakfast. Um, yeah. She just won the Shea Moisture Grant, which was hosted by Shea Moisture and We Buy Black, which is this like whole nice. platform that promotes Black business. But as we talk about this show, Black AF, thinking about the way Black people either rally behind things or are up in arms about things, something that has been like super beautiful to witness is the amount of Black people that are like, as soon as y'all open back up, I'm coming. They're like, I want to spend all my dollars there. It's a black business. And I just think it's like really, really, really fire. And I feel very encouraged by that kind of tone and that Mm -hmm. kind of like vibe that exists within our communities. And it's very crucial. Yeah, that's amazing. We buy black, buy black all day, every day. Seriously, I've been reading a lot of tweets and memes and things um yo (laughs) that's a whole other episode my father is a my father is a hotep but whatever we have time we have content we have mics um (laughs) my father is a hotep that's a great episode (laughs) that girl because i'd be sitting here watching episodes with him and he's he'd be like "Mm mm-hmm yep and i'm like Nigga, what the fuck do you know about this shit? And then he's like, no, Kemet, no, no. Kemet. I'm like, if I hear Kemet, no, they may not be talking about Kemet more time. That's a hotep, like, that's like literally hotep number one. Wait, who is that? Put me. I don't know. Hotep's always talking about Kemet. I believe it's like Kemet. the original language. Hotep. Okay. They always talking about Kemet. I don't hear that word. But you know, I we see get Kemet we... dental design. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, I'm curious is, what they do there. This is going. Okay, this is going. This is going away from where I was going. Where I was going was I've been seeing a lot of memes and tweets that are talking about, um, oh, when this is over, da 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 da. And a lot of people are saying like, I hope that we're a better people. I hope that as black people, we start moving very differently. Mm-hmm. To your point, Glenn, of like supporting one another, uplifting one another, realizing that we have to have our own backs because when there's a whole fucking pandemic that attacks us now sue yep. sally karen and jessica mm-hmm. are gallivanting outside and protesting and acting a whole fucking fool mm-hmm. so we whole time need to have our own ambulances yep. uh 
doctor systems go back to the old days of the credit union and 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 small yeah. banking and all these things. Bitch, what happens to the credit union? My parents only had their money in the credit union my whole life. Damn, Cause, that's what cause, that was. Because it's, it's, it's very, it's very ghetto out here, and I feel like, as though I'm living in a shithole country. So I don't know if we need to go back to Africa or create our own <laughs> communities, but I I really need us to get out of the ghetto. So. <laughs> Let's, I don't know who needs to create a coalition. Black girls texting back to Africa. Okay, Marcus. You know, we have a pilgrimage, sis. I'm just saying. She's just spending a lot of you time to God and turning into a hotep. <laughs> hotep just kill it. Her tep. But, no, but I do think, I think, and I'll say this this was another criticism of the show is that the writing staff was not as black as people would have wanted. I heard the whole writing staff is white, y'all. The fuck? I don't believe the whole writing oh, staff. I heard no. everybody on that staff is white. That's, That's what I black heard. Twitter with no information. Do, do they have... How, how do y'all know? find this out? I've, is I've this on Wikipedia? I've see, I've black Twitter, seen, a lot of YouTube videos. But I don't believe that. They said the whole staff was white. I forgot about I that. Can't, that. I can't. That I don't be believe right. that. Now, were there white people on staff? Of course. It's Hollywood. There's one black woman. That wrote one episode and everybody else is white. That's what I fucking heard. Oh my God, I forgot about this. God, But like, that's the thing, Black Twitter. Anyone can tweet that. Today, Donald Trump literally said that Obama donated to Wuhan, the Obama administration. <coughs> he said that out loud. And people yeah. took that as fact. And Demon. fact checkers proved that he is a liar. So anyone can just say anything. We don't mm-hmm. know that to be true. I don't believe that. I'm saying that on record. I don't believe that. That just doesn't. That doesn't seem on brand. I don't Blasha know that doesn't man. Doesn't make sense. How do they know all those jokes? Right. I'm gonna say I don't know yeah. that man. But how they gone? How? I just how, googled one. He looked black. But that worked. See, <laughs> I just googled one. Yasir Lester was a writer on the show. He black. Come on now. What white man is named Yasir Lester? Could have been a Jewish man. But that's my Old point. Time. Black Twitter. Like you can't be so toxic. Like half of y'all didn't even watch the show and you hate the show. You didn't watch. Son, most of my friends that don't like the show literally never seen it. Never seen it. And I'm like, yo, just watch it. I'm sending them articles. They're like, I'm not watching it. I don't and like Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones is fucking trash. Blah. That's what that's, they be that's the problem with us, but that's not what I said. <sighs> Listen, I'm I'm done with them, but they can come back to our new on the pilgrimage. society on the pilgrimage. <laughs> but they're going to have to uh, check that negativity and get they a They are definitely going to have to check that negativity at the door and prove their worth and their mm-hmm. skills. Because if you cannot come correct with the facts, how can I know that you can provide for our community? Exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all and I'm saying. And that's that on well, that. Thanks for listening. Again, if you want to send us a what would you do or you have a request for a show that we should be reviewing or anything you want us to talk about, uh, email us at hello at blackgirlstexting.com. Also go to Instagram at blackgirlstexting. Also, you can sign up for our newsletter at www.blackgirlstexting.com. That's it. That's all. Bye. Bye. Bye.